today we are entering into a brand new series called Roots and Wings. Everybody say Roots and Wings. I'm not talking about no chicken wings. Roots and Wings. And if you will, uh, if you will, if you can turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Joshua. What book did I say? Joshua. We are going to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 through 9. Say I got it if you're there. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses's assistant says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan and you and all the people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon. I have given to you just as I have promised to Moses verse 4 from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river the river Euphrates and says all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life just as I was with Moses so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong in the Lord and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers. And the Bible says to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according, the Bible says, to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left, that you may have good success. Everybody say good success. Wherever you go. Amen. Roots and wings. Roots and wings. Listen, uh, you know, as a person that grew up in a Caribbean household. How many of you grew up in Caribbean households? Or you're from the Caribbean? Okay, hands everywhere. You know, there's something that we call that we call our that we refer to uh, as our upbringing and it's a word uh, that we would call bratopsy look at somebody tell them bratopsy 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 refers to the way that you were reared bratopsy your bratopsy refers to the way that you were brought up it refers to the morals and the values and the things that your parents or those who raised you or those who you were around instilled in you are you with me this morning and so that's why you know uh, shameless plug for my gabbery comedy Uh, if you see me doing those skits and those comedic skits it's all based upon things that happened to me you know uh, the lashes that i got amen (laughs) they were some hot lashes i told you my grandmother was an airbender i'm telling you she could throw you don't know what an airbender is she could throw stuff and you could run around the corner and it will find you and lick you in your head back. Any witnesses? These are areas of our bratopsy. These are things that we grew up with. Some of you, your bratopsy consisted of time out. Jimmy, go in the corner. But these were different forms of discipline that we that were that were a part that seasoned our bratopsy. Are you gonna stay with me on this morning? 
And so all of these things contributed. They were around the principle of, of uh, the principle of discipline and the importance of discipline. And you know, I, I tell you, and, and you might not like me for this, but a couple, some of these children out here, fam, I wish that they could just grow up. They could have grown up just one day with my grandmother. Shut up, Susie. You know when stuff would happen and you just flinch because you're like, if that, if I, if I ever did that, I would be dead. Y'all don't want to be real with me on this morning. But the fact of the matter is that brought up, see, is something that is imperative and it contributes in many cases towards how it is that we act this day and age. If you grow up, let's leave the comedic stuff for a while, but if you grow up in a house uh, that teaches you to spend credit like cash, then your perspective of funds and finances later down the line, when you grow some wings, what happens? You end up more than likely being plagued by debt. If you grew up seeing men and women coming in and out of the house, in and out of the house, in and out of the bedroom, in and out of the bedroom, can I just come down to your row for a second? Then you grow up and you might think that you're supposed to change relationships like we change draws. And some of us, some of us, the, the fact of the matter is the way that we are in these various contexts in our future largely have to do with what, with our brotopsy, with our upbringing, the things that we saw as it was that we were growing up. And so here in the text, I just want to encourage you because we, as we're jumping into this Roots and Wings series, I believe that this, this, this story of Joshua is incredible because Joshua, the Bible lets us know as we were just reading, he was the minister or the servant or the assistant of Moses. Moses was an individual that was uh, assigned to lead the people of God into a land of Canaan in the Old Testament. He led them out of, historically, out of Egyptian bondage. And his assignment was to lead the people of Israel into a land of Canaan. Everybody say Canaan. And so this assignment was given to him by God. And what ends up happening is that Moses disobeys God in anger, it's believed. And consequently, God says to him, hey, you are not. After you led the children of Israel for a long time and you've wandered with them for, for, for eons throughout the wilderness, because of your disobedience, you are not going to be able to lead them into the land flowing with milk and honey that was promised. But he ends up assigning and transitioning this assignment to Joshua everybody say Joshua and so we find that Joshua he was Moses assistant he he walked with this great man I mean this was the man that parted the Red Sea come on somebody you know I love the fact that if you grew up in a strong household you know how many of you have ever seen your parents do miracles I mean, I've seen, I've seen my parents and cause you know, the thing is that my parents are here. I love my mom and my dad and they're here and they're right there. Give them a wave, mom and dad. They're in the back. Uh, they, but we, we honor them. And you know, I've seen my mom whip up a, a four course meal out of next to nothing. Any witnesses? And then it tastes like Ruth's Chris. And you're like, I mean, she can literally, she can make anything out of wind pie and nothing chops. And this is, this is just the way, I mean, ex nihilo, out of nothing. It's incredible how parents can do miracles with stuff. So, so Moses, is, uh, Joshua is coming up and his roots are, he's seeing all of these things happening. He's the one that's walking with Moses as it is that he is going through his assignment. 
Are you with me? He witnesses all of these things transpiring along the journey as he is following Moses, as he is walking with Moses. And then he gets to the place where he also sees Moses' humanity. You know, and the fact of the matter is that he notes and he realizes that indeed Moses is not perfect. And you know, the fact is that this is something that is powerful because I love, I love environments. Some of us, even as parents, and this is kind of speaking backwards for a bit, but I think it's important to note that oftentimes what parents will do is that we try to hide our kids from being able to see our humanity. And so sometimes this blocks them from reality and positions them to where they are unable to be able to uh, attack life with a realistic perspective. And so he sees Moses in his place of reality. He sees him in this place of humanity. And then look at this. Look at what happens. We find that in the text in Joshua chapter 1, the Bible says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Everybody say, arise. Go over this Jordan, you and the people, into the land that I am giving to them, the, to the people of Israel. Everywhere the sole of your foot treads, he says, I'll give it unto you. This is crazy. So he follows Moses. He's Moses' assistant. This is the pattern of life that he's in. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, Moses dies. This transition takes place where he's in a position where he the person that he has been following the person that he's been coming after suddenly out of nowhere this person disappears and this is tragic for him you know see because this isn't joshua saying oh yeah ding dong moses dead now i get you know he's not like singing and excited about the fact that now no this is something that was a tragic experience are you with me Because the person he was following and assisting is finally disappearing out of his life and out of this moment is where he receives his assignment. Come on, can I just exegete the text and tell you some practical things this morning? Watch this. Point number one. Can I give you point number one? It'll be up on the screen for you. Here we go. Sometimes, watch this, the greatest revelations and reminders of our assignment come after our biggest storms. Let me say that one more time. Sometimes the greatest revelations and reminders of our assignment come after our biggest storms. There are many of you that are going through some of the most heinous things that you have ever experienced in your life. And many times you'll find that simultaneously you may have been asking God, asking God, what is it that I am on the earth to do? And I'm here to tell you that sometimes, and I'm a witness, the greatest revelation of your assignment and or the reminder of what God has called you to do it oftentimes comes through the greatest tragedy I'm here to tell you that sometimes the greatest growth in our lives happens right through the middle of the storm I wonder if there's any witnesses in this place and there's somebody who's right in the middle of the storm right now and you're ready to throw in the towel I came to preach to a real church that don't have it all together on this morning and you're like what in the world am I doing here come on I feel like throwing in the towel but I'm here to tell one or two people in fact look at your neighbor tell them there's growth coming your way come on come on 
You know, I lo- it's crazy because you can be outside. You can be outside. And you know, uh, every now and again when we mow the lawn, I wonder if you've ever seen this. You'll mow the lawn and then, you know, and it goes down and you're like, wow, okay, the lawn is down. The dandelions are gone. We cut the lawn a few times here at the, at the, at the uh, church building already. And then what will happen is it will seem like just overnight the grass just grows and shoots right back up, especially if it rains. Oh man, I wonder if there's anybody this morning I showed up to just help about five or six people in here to know that when you're walking with Jesus you can sing in the rain. Come on church. You can dance in the rain because if God is with you in the rain, you don't even need an umbrella because that rain is going to come to grow you and get you and push you into everything that Jesus has called you to. Somebody right now needs to give God praise in the middle of the rain because you're getting ready to get, can I just prophesy someone's getting ready to get a revelation of what it is that God has called you to prophets are getting ready to be born come on I feel disciple makers being built in the house world changers are in here and it's getting ready to come to pass as you go through the storm that you're in so so as we move on we find that after the death of Moses that this is when this transpires that it's the greatest revelations and reminders of the assignment come after our biggest storms. And I love this because as we're talking about roots, everybody say roots. If you haven't seen the movie, you should. And so look, Bible says in verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over the Jordan, you and all the people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place, every place that your so- the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I have promised to Moses. Oh man, can I give you point number two? Point number two, watch this, watch this, here we go. What God has called you to is often just one puzzle piece. In the fulfillment of what he's promised the generations before you. Oh man, oh man. See, some of you, you think that what your assi- the assignment on your life is just about you. You think that you're the best thing since sliced bread. And you don't even realize that what you're walking into many times is just the fulfillment of your praying grandmother. You didn't even realize when you were out there cutting up and acting the fool and your grandmother was praying and God promised her that her household would be saved. What you're walking into oftentimes is just a fulfillment. It's just a puzzle piece, a piece of the puzzle in the fulfillment of what God has promised. Here we find that Joshua, as he's getting ready to go into Canaan, he's going into Canaan and the Bible says the say all the things that I've promised Moses I'm going to bring this thing to pass through you how many of you know that where you are right now good or bad it oftentimes is largely determined upon the roots that you have beneath you I am not that dumb that I do not know that the things that the way that I am today is largely as a result of what God has even been doing in my parents' life. Come on, somebody. I see Judge Donald McLeod in the back there. He probably don't want me to call him out, but I see him. But I'm not, I I know without a shadow of a doubt that when I was a little boy and when I used to see him up on the stage singing uh, with the selections, come on, somebody, that God, that, that, and they used to minister and impart into the generation 
mentioned that we were sitting in the pews just looking up and watching. The fact of the matter is that he impacted my life in such a massive way. And I was able to look up and have a role model to now to where I am. I realize that all of this that I'm doing, it's on the foundation and on the shoulders of my parents and people like Donald McLeod and come on somebody and people like Dale Jarvis and people like Viola come on all of these things are we are you know we are just a puzzle piece in the promise that God has promised that God has promised to many people before us and many of us you know especially these young folk the generation we try to think that we are above and that we are beyond our parents and we're beyond all and the fact of the matter is that oftentimes this is God just fulfilling the response fulfilling the promises before I started being an entrepreneur and spearheading ministry I saw my dad single-handedly start a homeless feeding program in the downtown Toronto area that is now spread literally throughout the world feeding thousands of people throughout the world and I saw him do that when I was a child so I would never get to the place where I think that it's all about me come on somebody or that what I'm doing in my life right now is just because I'm so high and mighty and I'm the best thing since like bread no it's because of the roots that I get to stand on and if you don't have a parent if you don't have a mom or dad go look in your history book there are bunch of people who gave their lives so that you and I could build strong futures stop making excuses and stop making moves Joshua's ability to go further than Moses didn't make him better than Moses he was his, his conquest of Canaan only took seven years. Moses was running with them jokers for like 30, 40 years. Come on, somebody. And he, and he was in this position. And I just believe that honor is imperative. Watch this. Can I give you number three? Here we go. Number three. Point number three. Uh, the Bible makes it clear as we go on that notice, as I shared this with you, that, uh, that Moses, the reason why Joshua walked into the next season of his assignment was because Moses had sinned. It was because Moses had jacked up. When God told him to speak to the rock, he struck the, walk, the rock for water to come out. If you're interested in checking that out, look in Deuteronomy, the book right before Joshua. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 51 to 52. There's the reasoning why God tells him as to why it is that he was not allowed to go. And the, the event actually took place in Numbers chapter 20, verse, verses 10 through 11. Uh, Numbers 20 verses 10 through 11. And so we find here that this is when Moses, God tells Moses to speak to the rock for water to come out. And Moses strikes the rock. And as a result, uh, he loses the opportunity to be able to go in to Canaan. And so can I give you point number three? The mistakes made by the generations before us do not nullify their impact nor do they dismantle the trails that they've blazed. Oh man, I want you to hear this fam. The fact that Moses made mistakes did not nullify the fact that he had sparted the Red Sea and led the people out of Egyptian bondage. 
And many of you, you think that God has disqualified your parental foundation because of the mistakes that they've made. But how many of you know that your boo-boo don't smell like Chanel number five either? Come on. And when you think that you are, the fact is we charge up our parents and there are many things that I used to say I would never do. Oh, you wait till I get children. I am never going to. Anybody did the never gunners? I would never. I would never. I would never. It's so easy from the vantage point of not having what someone else has to judge and determine what you would do and not do. Anybody know people that always say, oh, they try to give you counsel about your, your kids and you don't have, they don't have any kids? They tell you about what you need to do to own and they are, they're still renting? They tell you about, they give, they give the greatest marriage advice and they haven't had a boyfriend for more than two weeks on that side chick anointing, but telling you how to be a housewife. Y'all don't want to be real with me on tonight. And the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is that when I became a parent, I realized I, I had more grace towards the way I was parented. Come on. Because I realized that parenting is not as easy and cut and dry as it looks from the outside. Come on. When I had a Gabriel Elias Beresford, who, 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 when, uh, I realized real quickly, uh, you know, when, when little Miss Claire showed up and, and, you know, as much as I wanted to discipline her all the, you know, and, and tell her no, and it's, it's just so hard because she's my little girl and i mean i just it's so i didn't realize all of these things come on is there gonna be a real church with me on it's very easy for us and we get to get to the place watch this god has made no perfect person in the earth the bible makes it clear that there is no one who is perfect there is no one who is sinless and many of us we idolize our parents or the generations before not realizing that they are still human and so what we do is we live our life just trying to be to a place where it's like we're trying to outdo our parents and we try to nullify the trails that were blazed or even the fact that you are here in the earth because of them but their mistakes doesn't mean that they that it disqualifies the blaze the trails that were blazed their their mistakes god says the same way even though moses couldn't go into the can i just work the text even though moses couldn't go in there he said the same way exactly what i promised to moses is what i'm going to bring to pass in and through your life are you still with me and so watch this this is why Joshua goes forward and later in the chapter we find where he goes and he reads in the, in the book he goes and he recites and reads all the words of Moses to the people all the things that Moses had said to them he didn't forget them he didn't disqualify them he didn't try to down talk him he didn't try to say look I'm the new leader I'm better than he didn't do any of that he said you know what these are our roots fam and this is what we're going to stand on and I'm going to honor the, the place that we came from he didn't use it as an opportunity to lambash and go after his father because or his or his uh, his leader because the fact of the matter is that even though in that moment he had a moment of weakness it did not nullify all that God had done before and so consequently he used it as a time of honor and I want to tell you this here's the last point for you the future is oftentimes unlocked by a master key called honor 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The future is oftentimes unlocked by a master key called honor in order for us to go forward for into what it is that God has called us to. Oftentimes, the future is unlocked by honor. And many of us, especially in this generation that's so high and mighty and stuck up and DIY and all of this, we feel like we have just got into this place by ourselves. Come on, somebody. How many of you know that there are many people in your life that... I either gave their lives or they were in a position where they made sacrifices sacrifices for you to be where you are and we've got to be intentional here it is as we're launching this series i just wanted to start by talking about honoring the roots that are beneath you especially as father's day is coming up if you don't have a dad go find a respectable man and someone who is doing something good in the community to establish things in this community or someone that you may have grown up around that was an individual that set a good tone in the community for the youths them to come up and be able to see go and find and honor that person if there's a mother, there are people in your life, if there are mothers in your life or mother figures or people that are in your life who have done a good job of being an example of what it means to be a mother, even if you don't have one, go ahead and honor that person. And listen, fam, if you got your parents alive, you better honor them. Look at this. Look at this. The Bible makes it clear in Exodus chapter 20, uh, verse 12, when God gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments, he says unto them, he says, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land that the Lord your God giveth you. Do you know what the land was at that time, which ironically we're talking about this. He was speaking especially about Canaan. And he was saying that if they honored, if they gave their parents honor, if they honored their parents in that moment, that God would cause them to have long life when they entered into Canaan. And then it doesn't stop there, though. Although we're no longer under the law, watch what Paul says. Paul then reiterates this in Ephesians chapter six, verse one through three. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord and honor them. And he says, he makes it clear that this command was the first command with promise. And so he's saying that in that their future, the future oftentimes is attached to honor. Are you hearing me this morning? The future is oftentimes unlocked by a master key called honor. Who have you been dishonoring in your life? Who are in your life is someone who God has used to blaze a trail for you and you've been overlooking them? Who is connected to your roots that you are dismissing or that you are dishonoring because of maybe a moral failure or a challenge that they've had in their life? Forgetting that they're humans too. Who do you need to go and restore and repair a relationship with because of what has taken place? I feel restoration in this building i feel that somebody's getting ready to get out of this place and go and start honoring some folk and real when i think about david and saul as i bring the plane down for a landing david was an individual that was anointed to be king he was getting ready to take the place of a person of the king the current king who was named saul everybody say saul and saul was on some waste man stuff fam Saul was just all about trying to off David. 
He just wanted to kill him because he was getting jealous about the fact that this that he saw his future right in front of him. And look at this. This is insane to me because Saul goes, if you look in 1 Samuel chapter 19, you can write it down and check it out. Saul goes after David. He's not stopping. He's in hot pursuit of David doing everything he can to try and end his life. And then we find in 1 Samuel chapter 24 that David actually has an opportunity to kill Saul. Saul has been legitimate. He's coming after him. He is trying to kill him. He is trying to get rid of him. And David in that moment has more than a reason to be able when he is in hot pursuit, he he can go and he is close enough to kill Saul, but he just takes off a part of his robe. And instead of killing him, he chooses to honor him in that moment. And he moves away because he's not going to kill this person. That even though he's having a temporary lapse in his judgment at that moment, he re- he's not going to kill this person. He says, who is God's anointed? Oh man, are you hearing what I'm saying? And so David, instead of killing him, he chooses to honor him. Man, there are some of you that have been defaming your family members because of what they've done in your life. And you've been, and I'm here to tell you, oh, this is, this. I know it's tight, but it's right, fam. And some of y'all are like, oh, I feel you squeezing yourself together. You're like, oh, I don't like this. When is this going to be over? But I don't care in this moment because I'm coming for you right now. I'm coming for, I believe there's deliverance in the house. And that unforgiveness that you've been drinking and hoping for your family member and that mentor to die. That's the thing that's been killing you. And God is calling you to release it on this morning. I just declare freedom in this house. You need to call and text somebody. When you leave this place, you need to inbox somebody. When you leave this place, you to go and re-enter that person's phone number in your phone book because it's time for that relationship to be restored david doesn't go and blast him on facebook david doesn't go and tweet about him with passive aggressive indirect tweets some people just need to learn how to be a good better parent y'all don't want to be real with me some people just you know they're just some horrible like you know how we do those passive aggressive posts and then we'll put we'll sign it i used to do that i'm a witness i know about those posts you know and then we put a, if the shoe fits wear it because we what we do is we'll do these passive aggressive things and instead of walking in honor and honoring the roots that god has given us what we do is we spend time dishonoring those who have put in our path and i'm here to tell you that if you don't believe me jesus is the greatest example of this jesus was god in the flesh come on somebody Jesus didn't come into existence when he came into the earth. The Bible makes it clear in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, referring to Jesus. And the word was God and the word was with God. In other words, he was with God the Father. He is a part of the triune, of the triune existence of God. And then verse 14 lets us know, it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus didn't come into existence when he came into the earth. This was just an incarnation of God in flesh. And he then started what is called the hypostatic union. He was fully God and fully man. And he decided in order to die for our sins that he would lay down his deity and he became a son submitted to God the Father. And it wasn't because he was any less God than God the Father, but he was doing this, watch this, not only to die for our sins, but also setting to us an example of what it means to be a servant and what it means to be to honor. We find in in John chapter 6 verse 38, he makes it clear. He's like, I showed up. This is God in the flesh. 
And he says, I showed up not to do and not to do my own will, but to do the will of the father who sent me. Even in the moment in the garden of Gethsemane in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, he's in a position where he is, where he is. He, he doesn't want to fulfill this assignment because of how hard it is on his flesh. And he tell, he's having a conversation with God, the father. And he says, he says, even though this is difficult, nevertheless, not my will. But your will be done. He sets us this example of what it means to submit and what it means to honor as he was in this dynamic of being a son submitted to God the Father. And see, the fact of the matter is I'm so glad that Jesus was not like some of us. I wonder if there's anybody in here that is glad that Jesus knew how to walk in submission while on the earth. It's because of this that he was in a position where he lived perfectly on our behalf because he knew how to honor and because he knew how to carry out the will of God the Father he he it was because of this that he took uh, he took a crown of 72 thorns that were pressed in his head can I preach the gospel on this morning it was because of his ability and his knowledge of honor that he was to the place where he was able to get a get whipped with a cat of nine tails over and over again it was because of this that he was able to get hoisted on a cross and pierced in his hands and pierced in his feet and pierced in his side and which opened his heart sack and blood and water came gushing out is because of his submission and his honor of God the father that he was able to go all through the grave and bright and early I wonder if there's anybody excited about it that bright and early on Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands somebody give God praise if you're glad that Jesus Jesus got up with all power and he exemplified to us what it means to be in a position of honor. And we see this through scripture. And no, I'm not telling you that you need to be to a place where you are, where you are doing things that people tell you to do that is unlawful or against the law or any of this. Or, you know, I'm not telling you this, but what I'm challenging you in regards to is the importance of honoring the paths that are before you honoring the trails that were blazed before you honoring the shoulders that you stand upon and I don't know who you are or where you are at in this moment but I think this is a good way for us to start this roots and wings series and I challenge you I challenge you to stand on the roots and on the shoulders of those that have been before you in this moment if that message bless you can you go ahead and put those hands together and give the Lord some praise